At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Monday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. It's all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. Skill Alexander. Of course, Kelly Bidlin in the house as well. Kelly, good morning. How was your weekend? Good. Good morning. Uh, weekend was good, man. How about you? Uh, baseball was awesome. Baseball was awesome. Football, uh, you know. Yep. It was fun, Survivor. <laughs> you, you're out of Survivor. How about? Thanks, Jags. Yeah. Yeah, there was that. <laughs> uh, and of course, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, let's get let's get Christie's mic on for goodness sakes. Oh, there we go. Say again. Hey. Jags got a lot of people. I think the Packers may have got a few as well. So the Jags were number one, I think. Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you just tuning in, that is the voice of Christy Andrews, my mishpucha, who uh, runs the South Point Hotel Casino Sportsbook, which is where we do this show from. And guessing lines every Monday morning, a tribute to the old Stardust show, the same ilk, where I guess the lines don't know what they are. Chrissy tells us what he's going to uh, put up on the board after the show, and hopefully within that exercise, we have we can extract some value. Pretty much this year, we've been able to do that. It's been really good, this exercise. But let's get to what you were just saying. First of all, good morning to you, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, it was a good week for you, I would imagine. Saturday was good, not great. Um, yesterday was great. And and the Jags and the Packers were the biggest help uh, for you. Those were two of them. I mean, but we had a couple of good ones. Those were two big ones. Yeah. It, I mean, I know a lot of people who got uh, ousted at a survivor with the Jaguars. It wasn't just you, Kelly. Uh, our own Matt Brown, I know, was one of them. Yeah. A whole bunch of folks. Uh, so there was that. But, yes, from a betting standpoint, and we'll get into all this. We'll get into everything that happened in week five as we look ahead to week six. But there was, I mean, bad performances by teams, coaches who make no sense, uh, referees doing strange things. It's the National Football League. 
And the Bears all of a sudden got off the mat and covered. Yeah. I thought they were going to win. That would have knocked a few more people oh, out yes, of the survivor. Yes, yeah, would've. there's some weird stuff going on, which, uh, you know, welcome to the NFL. It's every week. So, Survivor, let's start here. Survivor, Circus Survivor started with 6,133 entries. 6,133 entries. In five weeks, we are down to 718 entries. 11.7%. And by the way, game pending yeah. tonight, obviously, as well. And I'm sure a lot of people have Kansas City. We'll see what happens. Um, I think 20 some, 20 yeah. something have Kansas you know, City. I know they have a, like, kind of like the tricky little thing with Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yes. I keep thinking, is anybody going to make it to Christmas? So I, I thought about this after the carnage of yesterday. Thanksgiving, yes. Yeah. For sure. But Christmas, honestly, if you do, you know, with Survivor, the. And obviously, some weeks are going to be more, some weeks are going to be less. But the attrition rate that you're really talking about on a week-to-week basis in Survivor history is usually 30% average. So 70% get through every week. And if you do that exercise with the remaining 718, Christmas is so far out there. It is essentially, because you just, you just mentioned it, Thanksgiving and Christmas added to an 18-week schedule. Right. Essentially, Christmas is 18th out of 20th. So it's so far out there. That if you were to do that, that attrition rate, you'd end up with like 10 entries left by the time you got there. And that's if it's, you know, kosher. What if it's more than that? It's probably over by then. So it's, it's really a coin flip is what I'm saying. Yeah. Can I just a little nugget of advice? We could put this in our uh, pro tips. Yeah. The attrition rate's about 30%, right? That's, that, so if you're betting teasers... You know, guys bet teasers. They think, oh well, this this is an automatic winner. I got, you know, I got the Jags. Well, that that's going to win. Yeah. You know, and then I got to worry about the other one. That's about how many favorites, you know, in that little range. You know, maybe not nine point favorites, but yeah. like that six seven point favorite. A lot of them lose, and you can see that evident. And it's and, and it's not just an aberration this year. I mean, same thing kind of happened last year too. This year, it feels like it's a hundred percent of them go down. <laughs> well, last year, don't forget. I mean, how many people had the Colts? You know, the last oh, yeah. week of the season, or you know, near the last week of the sure. season. What were they? Fourteen point favorites, something like that. So, I mean, these things happen in the NFL. So, I'm just telling you, psychologically, be careful out there. Uh, Parlay, Jeff Parlay. You remember Jeff Parlay, don't you, uh, Kelly? Yeah. Jeff Parlay hosts uh, host weekend shows here Saturday and Sunday, and of course is the star of the Megapod as well, beating the book Megapod. He was saying on the Megapod, he's like, I'm I'm not doing any more Wong teasers. I don't care who, what math whiz out there hates me for it, and and you know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but you know, splashes hate on him. He's right. He's been right so far. They just haven't worked out this well, year. Well, I'm I'm not saying don't plan, and I'm not saying the math doesn't work. I'm not, yeah. I'm just saying be careful. be careful. I mean, you know, the survivor should be exhibit A as far as evidence. It goes. should be exhibit A for sure. Shall we begin, Young Kelly? Let's do it. All right, Thursday night. What do we got for week six? Oh, uh, Thursday night we do have. Oh, wait a minute. Is. Hold on. <laughs> the grand open. My apologies. Hey, blew, blew through the starting. <laughs> Guessing Lines with Chris Andrews. Seal Stardust Haunt. Thursday night, 8.15 Eastern. The Mighty Commanders at the Mighty Bears. The Commodes against the Bears. The Commanders. One in four. By the way, four NFC East teams. One of them not created like the others. A 5-0, and a 4-1, and and a 4-1 and in the NFC East. What are we doing? We know nothing. Before the season, we're like, oh, yeah. AFC West. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. And in fact, it's the NFC East. The one and four commodes against the uh, two and three Bears. Washington lost its fourth straight. Remember, they won that game against Jacksonville week one. Probably shouldn't have. 
It's the only time they've won this year. They lose it their fourth straight against Tennessee yesterday. Ron Rivera now as the uh, commodes commander, 15-23 and 23 as the Washington head coach straight up. Is that good? Carson Wentz, 25 of 38 yesterday in defeat for 359. Two touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked three times. Deami Brown, welcome. Two catches for 105 for two touchdowns. And the incomparable Terry McLaurin, five for 76. Uh, fourth and four at the Tennessee 40, 932 left in the third quarter, down 14 to 10. Wentz passed, deflected, and incomplete intended for Samuel. At that point in the game, Washington was 0 for 6 on third down and 0 for 1 on fourth. That was the uh, the fourth down play. By the way, they ended up 1 of 11 on third down and 1 of 2 on fourth. They outgained the Titans 385 to 241. Didn't matter. They had nine penalties for 71 yards. The ball game was over. Went on third and goal at the Tennessee 2. No, no need to go into any other detail here. Third and goal at the Tennessee 2. Nine seconds left. Carson Wentz, who had just almost thrown a pick on a previous play in this sequence, <laughs> was picked this time for sure, for real, by David Long Jr. Tennessee wins 21-17. to And David Long Jr., you needn't take it back to the house. Just go down next time. I was yelling that at the TV. Go out of bounds! <laughs> he just refused to go down. This whole team is like off the side. Go down! And one guy was getting ready to tackle him, I think. <laughs> there, was a, there was a guy catching up to him. He was ready. Uh, we'll get to Tennessee coming up. Or Tennessee's probably... Uh, I think they said they're on a bye this week. We have buys finally this week. We do. Uh, And then Chicago. The Chicago Bears, as Chrissy pointed out, they don't win, but they cover. Justin Fields sets a season high in completions. 15. Congratulations. 15 of 21 for 208 yards. That's a season high as well. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked twice. Eight carries for 47 yards. It was his first touchdown pass in 15 quarters. QBR was 76.5 yesterday. Who is that guy? I don't know where that came from. Fourth and fourth, the Minnesota 37, 318 left in the third quarter. They were down 21 to 16. They went for it. They converted field seven-yard run. Four plays later, Cairo Santos, 43-yarder. It's 21 to 19, Vikings. Remember, the Vikings led this game 21 to 3, and the Bears came all the way back to lead it 22 to 21. And then a final Vikings drive got them in the end zone. Two-point conversion. They're up a touchdown, and the game was finally over. Went on first and 10 from the Chicago 46. They're down 7, 29 to 22, 112 left. Fields hits Emir Smith-Marset, who tries to extend the play instead of going out of bounds. And Cameron Dantzler strips him of the ball. Ball game. Vikes win. Huge. Huge for some. Um, Chicago is not a three-point favorite here, but I'll say two and a half. What a horrible Thursday night matchup this is. Could you, if you had said, if I said Kelly, come up with the worst Thursday night matchup you could possibly come up with, this would have had to have been on the short list. I think this would be it. <laughs> no, not Houston, not anybody else. Houston. I'd rather watch Houston than either one of these two teams. I actually would. I would rather watch Houston. I think this is the worst one you could come up with. It's horrible. Al Michaels have some stuff to say. Uh, the Cruz says, oh, oh, oh. says Carolina. I think they might be right. Carolina's my 32nd. I've been saying yeah. it for three weeks now. They are my number 32 power. We'll get team. to them yes. a little later, too. Oh, for yeah. sure. Um, okay, first bingo. I like your number better. Two and I don't half. like three. Oh, you, okay, you said two and a half. Yeah. That's exactly what I made at two and a half. So you do like my number better. I like your number yeah. better. Yeah, okay. It's Peckham virtually everywhere. Wow. Look at, I said, have you guys not watched? The, wow. Now, not that the Bears have much to sing about, hmm. you know, but the Commanders. Um, By the way, mine was not Commanders two and a half. Mine was Bears minus two and a half. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah Bears. Yeah. Yeah. And mine are the same thing. Bears mm-hmm. two and a half. I mean, at least they showed a little something. I mean, I, I had that game. 
I mean, it wasn't a huge game for us, but we we needed the Bears to cover, and we opened seven. Seven wasn't a bad number for us because they laid me seven and a half. They laid me eight, pretty much. Uh, so seven wasn't a bad number. Um, but I wasn't watching all that closely, and then all of a sudden, I think, well, what was it then, 21-10 at one point? I said, well, we're within a score here of covering. And uh, I watched a little bit. I mean, they showed some life. The commanders, uh, boy, and I know it's your team. You know, I, I do. <laughs> Even As much as I, I hate feel, Daniel I Snyder. I feel so detached from Well, him. you yeah. know, I, as much as I hate Daniel Snyder, yeah. and, I, you know, you, you are like my brother. I, I, I don't hate the commanders because of you. <laughs> yes. That's a weird situation, but okay. Um, but I, I, you know, how can they? How can the Bears not be the favorite here? I, I do see one, one out there, but only one. Uh, but I'm definitely going to open one, and uh, and I'm going to be on the high side of the Bears the whole way. But it's virtually pick them everywhere. But I'm going to open one. Ron Rivera, who I mentioned, is 15 and 23 lifetime now with with Washington. 15 and 23, got really testy with reporters yesterday after they, you know, sort yes, of he did, yeah, really testy with them. Yeah. Well, you know, it's going to take some time. Well, okay. Um, this is how many years? We're over two years now. This is yeah. year three. Yeah. Um, if there was any sign of improvement, then you give the guy some some slack. Yeah. But they're already three games behind the next team in the in their division with yeah. no sign of improvement coming. Yeah. None. And we all knew the Carson Wentz was, trade was terrible. We all knew the name Commodes was terrible. Don't get me started. And Daniel Snyder preparing, bracing himself for a big legal fight. This, I can't wait to see. You know, I, I, I told you, I mentioned before, I have we not, not a math hold, model, but hold, a grading system. Hold your thought to the app until afterwards. More guessing lines on the other side. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. This episode is brought to you by Yes on Prop 27 and DraftKings. Half the country already allows online sports betting for adults 21 and older. It's time to let California fans in on the action. There's no good reason your friends in New York, Chicago, Phoenix, Portland, and Boston can bet online, while Californians are still forced to deal with shady bookies. Prop 27 ensures California finally catches up. So vote yes on Prop 27. I'm trying to guess some lines for week six. You wanted to say something before? I, yeah, I have a grading system that I use, uh, you know, and in the NFL, like in, in the 80s, that's a bad score. So Washington had a 93 the first game when they beat Jacksonville. Since then, Every score has been in the 80s. That's that's bad. That's that's not a good team. It's been very consistent, too. Not up and down. Consistently bad. 80s are bad. 80s are bad. What is considered, like, elite? Over 110 kind of thing? No, over 100. Over, is, 100. over 100. Oh, I see. Yeah. So is a scale that goes beyond the 100? It does go. Well, yeah, we got Buffalo this year. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that game yesterday, by the way? <laughs> yeah, they scored over 100 yesterday. <laughs> Still bad. They're 111. Now I'm looking. Yeah, so it goes up. That might be the highest one so far this year. Let's go to Sunday. Sunday morning. Sunday, 1 o'clock Eastern time. 49ers at the Falcons. 49ers. 3-2 and two Niners. 2-3 two and three Falcons. The Niners have held four straight opponents now to 15 points or fewer. They do that again with a 37-15 win against the Panthers yesterday. By the way, how many people now when the opponent of the Panthers gets to 17 goes, that's it, game over? I know I do. We'll get to them. Garoppolo, Jimmy G, 18 for 30, 253, two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice. As long as Jimmy G is not turning the ball over, Niners going to be great. Jeff Wilson Jr., 17 carries for 120 and a touchdown. Key play in this game, I would say, 55 seconds left in the first half. At this point, it's a one-score game. It's 10 to 3. Second and 20 at the Carolina 30. Carolina had just blocked a Robbie Gold field goal attempt to keep the game at 10 to 3. 
And then Baker Mayfield throws this horrible pass downfield. It's picked by Emmanuel Mosley. He takes it to the house for 41 yards, and it's 17-3 to before the break. And even though Carolina got it back to within 17-9, to it felt like it was Katie Barr the door at that point. By the way, up 17-9, to the Niners had a fourth and three at the Carolina 43 with 8.23 left in the third quarter. They went for it. P.I. called on Carolina on a Jimmy G pass intended for Debo. Five plays later, it was Garoppolo to Debo from four yards out, set up by Garoppolo to uh, Jawan Jennings' 32-yard catch and run, which was very impressive, 24-9 to at that point. Keep in mind the Niners yesterday, no Eric Armstead, no Javon Kinlaw. They were already out for the San Francisco D. Then they lost Nick Bosa with a groin injury in the second half. Uh, Emmanuel Mosley, who had that pick six, he might have torn his ACL in the fourth quarter. Uh, safety Jimmy Ward broke his hand. Kicker Robbie Gold suffered a knee contusion when he tried to make a tackle. So it's not all great news for the Niners, but they do dispatch the Panthers easily. And then there's Atlanta. Atlanta lost all has lost all three of their games this season by a combined 11 points. They are not among the worst in the NFL. They are a notch above that. Three losses by combined 11 points. They started out the game yesterday against the Buccaneers with five punts and a missed field goal, their first six possessions. But then a furious comeback from 21 to nothing down all the way to 21 to 15. And then Tampa Bay has the ball third and five at the Atlanta 47 with 303 left and unconscionable and unconscionable roughing the passer penalty called on Atlanta's Grady Jarrett prevents Atlanta from getting the ball back with a chance to win the game. Atlanta never sees the ball again. 21-15 final. Marcus Mariota in defeat, 14 of 25 for 147. One touchdown, no picks. Sack five times. He was 7 for 61. The Falcons' leading rusher. 420 to 261 total yards disadvantage for the Falcons in that game. But my goodness, that roughing the passer penalty, brutality. It was it was terrible. Uh, it, it was awful. I don't know about you, Gil, though. As soon as I saw it, it there seemed to be a lot of confusion about what the flag was about. I was like, it's going to be roughing the passer. They so, conferred with each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's Tom Brady. It's going to be roughing the passer. I'm like, I, I don't even need to see the highlight. Then you saw the high, this, this, uh, the replay, and I'm like, okay, it's an awful call, but that's still what it's going to be. Grady Jarrett was flagged for playing football. Mm-hmm. Flagged for doing what he's supposed to do. And you do wonder, and the question was asked after the game, you do wonder, if that's not Tom Brady, does that get called? No. It's a fair question. Absolutely a legit question. Absolutely. And and Todd Bowles sort of, you know, he said, well, I saw it in the London game. No, you didn't. Nothing like that. By the way, there was another horrible uh, roughing the passer penalty called in, in Cleveland, which we'll get to also. But Tom Brady was asked about it afterwards. He's like, I don't, I don't throw flags. Perfect answer. Perfect answer. It, Perfect is. Answer. it is. I mean, it's, it's Brady. He's, He's well-versed in these kind of excuses. I don't even call it an excuse, a reason. Looking as gaunt and as sad as ever. He it's part of being a star, though, right? It's the NBA NFL quarterbacks, right? Star's going to get calls, and you're going to be getting the officials' ears the entire time, and this is what happens. We expected in the NBA. This was brutal, though. It was I mean, terrible. It was terrible. That's the game, right? That, that Again, for Tampa Bay uh, Survivor players, that was the break they needed. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of people who were who did not have the Bucks who were like, oh, of course not. Um... I got the Niners. I put it in no man's land. Niners minus five and a half. Uh, it's mostly, well, it's five, five and a half. I see a couple of sixes. My numbers come to six and a half. I, I just love this Niners defense. Well, they just don't give up anything. And Garoppolo is is good. He's not great, but he is good. Um, I'm going to open six, so I'm going to be on the high end of the market here. Like I said, my numbers come to six and a half. We're not going to dicker. 
<laughs> Put that on your bingo card. Well, I'm not going to dicker with six, but I am going to stay on the high end as far as it goes because it's as low as five, as high as six. I'm going to use six. My entire guess there was based on the fact that they ended up six and a half point favorites at Carolina. I figured this would be a little notch below that, yeah. so it was kind of easy. Next. Makes sense. The Falcons, by the way, the only remaining perfect ATS team, five and oh. Is that right? Yeah. There you go. Uh, next up, one o'clock on Sunday, Patriots at the Browns. So the great thing about guessing lines is sometimes, and most of the time this year, most of the time, really, the first instincts have been the best. And New England was the team I liked the most last week on guessing lines. And New England got it done in a big way, shutting out the previously offensively powerhouse Detroit Lions. 29 to nothing. The Patriots win this game as three-point favorites. New England scored on five of their first six drives. One touchdown, four field goals. Bailey Zappi, 17 of 21 for 188. One touchdown, one pick. He was not sacked. Ramondre Stevenson, 25 for 161. And the law firm of Jacoby Myers, seven catches for 111 and a touchdown. Kyle Duggar, by the way. Kyle Duggar returned to fumble 59 yards for a touchdown in the first half to make it 13 to nothing. That was pretty much the one that broke it open. Up 19 to nothing. The Patriots stopped at Detroit fourth and two at the New England 34 with uh, 640 left in the third quarter. Goff to St. Brown for no gain. Uh, no gain. He was immediately tackled short of the sticks. They held the Lions to 0 for 6 on fourth downs. Dan Campbell and the Lions kept going for it, kept, uh, kept failing. The Patriots improved. Here's a Bill Belichick staff for everybody. The Patriots improved now to 5-0 and under Bill Belichick with quarterbacks drafted outside the first round making their debut start. And if you're wondering, what's the, uh, what's the rest of the NFL's <laughs> record in that category? 30-80. and 80. And Belichick's 5-0 and 0 in such games since Belichick became New England's coach in 2000. And then there's Cleveland. There's so many teams in the NFL that I, I have no clue what to expect them from week to week, and I'm sure that's a sentiment held by many. The Chargers being one of them. The Cardinals. How about Cleveland? Cleveland loses to... The Los Angeles Chargers, 30-28. to 28. Oh, this game. The teams combined for 908 total yards, 53 first downs, and there were only three punts all in the first half. Cleveland was up 14-0, then they were down 17-14. They had a third and goal at the Chargers, 4 303 left in the second quarter. Brissett threw an incomplete pass, but officials, and this is what I wrote the note at the time. This is before the Brady uh, roughing, the pa- roughing the passer penalty. At the time, I wrote, but officials flag may be the worst roughing the passing penalty you'll ever see in your life. So the Browns got new life. Mm. Chubb scores from two yards out. Next play was 21-17 Browns. Down 24-21, fourth and one at their own 34. Brandon Staley's antics later glossed over this. Oh, yeah. But fourth and one at their own 34. The Browns went for it down three. Hunt, four-yard loss, seven plays later. 25-yard Taylor Bertolette field goal, 27-21 Chargers. And, of course, here's the moment. Cleveland driving down 30-28, 255 left. Third and seven at the Chargers, nine. Brissett. How can you make that pass into the end zone? It's picked by Bryce Callahan. Horrific decision. But the Chargers were like, here, take it. Fourth and a long one at their own 46. 114 left. You're up 30 to 28. Of course you punt. They don't. They go for it. Herbert, incomplete pass intended for Mike Williams on a slant pattern. That's what they came up with, a slant. Keenan Allen tweeted, Washington the football. Isn't that what WTF means? Keenan Allen couldn't believe it. (laughs) Six plays later, Cleveland with no timeouts after only advancing 10 yards. Cade York misses a 53-yarder. Brandon Staley completely bailed out. Chargers win 30-28. to Brissett 21 of 34 for 230. Chubb 17 for 134. Two touchdowns. My goodness. Um, Oh, I have to guess. You have to guess a line. Cleveland minus two and a half. Um, 
Can't be three. It's three. Almost oh, three. Really? Three with some juice on the dog. Uh, I see a couple three flats. Um, I'm with you, though. I'm going to open two and a half. My numbers came to one and a half. Wow, we are in sync. My, yeah, my numbers came to one and a half on this game. By the way, so I ran, uh, and Jacoby Brissett yesterday, his QBR, where was I? Uh, 80.8. And I didn't, <laughs> and he's number four, and I ran QBR for the year so far. He's fourth in the league in QBR. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he's QBR. I like looking at it, but it's not, I mean, it's not gospel. And we will be talking about Brandon Staley and the Chargers later. Oh, yeah. Because what was that? I can't defend him anymore. I tried. More guessing lines next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Basketball season is ready to tip off, and now's the time to grab your VSIN Pro Basketball Betting Guide with season prep on all 30 teams. Our hoops experts, including Jonathan Von Tobel, provide strategy and advice as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. We also have five betting tips for beginning NBA bettors. Give yourself an edge this NBA season and get the VSIN NBA Betting Guide by becoming a VSIN Pro subscriber today. At VEASAN.com slash subscribe. I know who else is pumped about this. Kelly Bidlin's happy. Let's go. Excited for NBA. Look at that. Kawhi on the cover there. I saw Kawhi at the area the other day. Just hanging out. Right before preseason. All these basketball players were up there. Why were they here? 
well, to see to see uh, Victor Wendanyama. Well, some of the, there was a couple there was a couple preseason games here. Uh, I know the Lakers were in town, Golden no. State were in town, maybe the Clippers were too. I don't know for sure. By the way, uh, bookkeeping note: we uh, talked about the Niners already. Hit it. I'm a That's my fault, Kevin. Yeah, Kev. I blew that already. Um, okay. Couple things. One, uh, Christy Andrews by Mishpoka here is wearing a shirt of the week, of course, and this time it's his own Pittsburgh Penguins. They uh, well, we got hockey tonight. Yeah, we do. Penguins in two days. They open with Arizona. Mm. They're only like about a four dollar favorite. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> but I wore my Penguin shirt. Can I get it? Yeah. Can't tell which way to go here. Oh, there we go. How many Capitals playoff runs were? We're ending at the hands of the Penguins. I know. So you mad. finally got to – I'll tell you what. No team in my memory enjoyed winning the Cup as much as the Washington Capitals. As they should have. At, 44 you know, years. I know. Yeah. Uh, and especially Ovechkin. You know, you know I mean, I'm, of course I'm going to say Crosby, but uh, Ovechkin, arguably the second-best player in the league for many, many years. Still going after that all-time goal record. Uh, Chrissy's got a new book out, by the way, the author of Then One Day, which people still come after the show with Then One Day. I had, yeah, and Then One Year even, you know, Then So Good as Then One Day, but Then One Year, we're, you know. Then One Year, which is a, a unbelievable just journal of every little thing that happened during the pandemic yeah, from, your, from your standpoint. Well, like I said, there's a lot of people going to write about, you know, politics and, you know, the, the pandemic itself, but nobody that I know of, and it's too late now. Nobody has written a book on a day-to-day basis from the perspective of a bookmaker or the betters, too. You know, so and here good. and here's the third, and this is a little third. something different. This is yeah. a novel. This is a novel, yeah. And I'm going to put it up here on the screen. It's called Adelphos Mu. How do right. I do? Which means my brother. My brother. Look at that uh, cover right there. That is very handsome right there. Adelphos Mu, my brother, novel from Chrissy Andrews, available at Amazon, available at BookLocker as well. That's where you can grab this. Yeah, I, I have the link at Book Locker on my. It's a pinned tweet. At you go to my sports. Yeah. Okay. All right. Kelly, what's next on um, Sunday morning? Jets at Packers. Jets at Packers. Jets are three and two. This just in. Packers are also three and two. Jets snap a twelve game skid against AFC East opponents. Twelve games in a row they lost to division opponents till yesterday when they beat the Dolphins, who of course lost Teddy Bridgewater on the Dolphins' first offensive play from scrimmage which left him with Skylar Thompson, seventh-round draft pick out of Kansas State. And the Jets get it done 40-17. to 17. Zach Wilson, 14 of 21, 14 completed passes for 20, uh, out of 21 throws, 210 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice. He did have a touchdown on the ground. Brees Hall had a day, 18 for 97 and a touchdown on the ground, two catches for 100. That's 79 on a wheel route all the way to the one. The Jets were plus two in turnovers. That's all you need to know. They had a fourth and two at the Miami 45, 5.30 left in the third quarter. They were up 19-17. to 17. Wilson, incomplete pass intended for Corey Davis. That did not come back to haunt them. And then the sequence of events where really the game went from 19-17 to 17 to out of control. Down 19-17, to 17, Jason Sanders missed a 54-yard field goal that could have put the Dolphins up. That was followed by a seven-play Jets drive that put the Jets up 26-17. to 17. Then Skyler, uh, Skyler Thompson strip-sacked by Carl Lawson. On the Dolphins' second play from scrimmage, Quinnen Williams recovered. Brees Hall in from five. Then it was 33-17, to 17, just like that. 9-13 left. Four and out for the Miami Dolphins. Five plays later, 40-17. to 17. Katie bar the door. Jets get it done. And then there's Green Bay. Green Bay was in London. How many of you got up on the uh, West Coast here to watch this one? I did. Don't know why. I got off at, got up at half. Half? Yeah. That's a pretty good effort. Yeah. Uh, Green Bay loses to the Giants, 27-22. to 22. Aaron Rodgers 
at halftime was 18 of 24 for 146, two touchdowns, no picks. He wasn't sacked. You're like, oh, Packers day. Nope. After the half, Rodgers 7 of 15 for 75, no touchdowns in the second half. The Packers had zero points on four second-half possessions. Two punts, turnover on downs, and the end of the game. Rodgers ended up 25 of 39 for 222, two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice. But he was 0 for 6 on passes of 20-plus yards versus the Giants. Randall Cobb was his big receiver, 7 for 99. But Green Bay, they gave up a 91-yard touchdown drive, culminating in a Gary Brightwell two-yard touchdown run with 10-14 left. That tied up the score at 20-20. to It was a really weird game because you're like, how are the Giants in this? It was tied. They didn't have Barkley for that drive. Barkley got hurt the first play of that drive. He would come back. That was followed by a three and out for the Packers, and then Jason Pinnock muffed a punt, but Green Bay couldn't get it. And so with Barkley back in the game, big 41-yard pass and catch to Saquon, setting the Giants up inside the red zone. Four plays later after the team's traded penalties, 6-12 left, Barkley from two, and the Giants led by a touchdown 27-20. Green Bay, and this is where it gets weird to me. I don't know if you guys had this feeling. They then took it. They took a sweet time going downfield. 14-play, 69-yard drive that netted nothing in the end. Two tip balls on third and two and fourth and two. Third and two, uh, Rodgers basically threw the ball into uh, Thibodeau's face. Fourth and two, Xavier McKinney batted it up. 15 seconds left, the Giants take a safety, the old safety move there, 27-22, and 11 seconds left, uh, they get the free kick. Green Bay gets the ball at their own 41 with seven seconds left, and they had a false start, backed it up to their own 36, and Rodgers never got off the Hail Mary. He was strip-sacked, ball game. I, I just really thought it was so odd how Green Bay played that final drive. Like, they believed they were the worst football team, and they were like, we can't let Daniel Jones and the Giants have any time yeah. on the clock when we score yeah. here. I thought that was very odd. And the Giants win it, and that knocked out, you know, some survivors as well. But I'll say Green Bay still going to be a six-point favorite against the Jets? Is that too much? No. It's too little? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I guess the Jets, because the Dolphins had a first-time quarterback. Yeah, right. Yeah. Skylar Thompson. Yeah. I mean, and he, he, you know, he was – I mean, I think Teddy Bridgewater is a really good replacement. You know, I've always loved Teddy. But he went out early. I mean, first, was, first play. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna first say. Play. Yeah, so you're Skylar Thompson, elbow concussion protocol. Yeah. Every yeah, they, there's n- he, he could have passed with flying colors. There's no way they're putting him back in the game after what happened yeah. to Tua. No yeah. chance. Well, they actually the NFL came up with a whole new yeah. set of rules on Saturday. Yeah. But Miami being Miami with what happened, there's zero chance he was coming back in the game. Six is low. What is it? Seven and a half. Wow. Pretty much everywhere. And I got to say, mm. uh, this is one of those where. Well, I don't like your number better, but I'm, my numbers came to nine. Whew. And I'm looking at it, and just as I'm going over the numbers, I say, man, I think I got to lower Green Bay a little bit more. They, get, uh, they got nothing, man. Yeah, right now. And, and I keep saying they're going to be good. We're in October. Yeah. You know, the, you know we're, we've gone through five games now. You know, it's about time for them to start gelling. Aaron Rodgers is yeah. a little annoying in those post-game press conferences, too. A little he can be a little annoying, yeah. you know, on his best days. And, uh, <laughs> That's true. He can um, And this was not one of his best days. So I, I, I don't like your number better. I think, actually, the 7.5 is a very good number. My, mine came to 9, but I'm going to do – I got to do a little more evaluation uh, when the show's over because I think I, think I have uh, Green Bay at least, at least a point and a half too high, which would put me at the 7.5. Kelly, what's next? Next up on Sunday, 1 o'clock Eastern time, Jaguars at the Colts. Oh, Kelly, feel free to groan. <laughs> Jacksonville loses their ninth straight to Houston. Nine in a row to Houston. How's that possible? Ugly, no idea. Ugly game that consisted of four field goals, eight punts, and ten penalties. So if you missed it, don't worry. 
Trevor Lawrence, 25 of 47 for 286. No touchdowns, two picks. He was not sacked. Travis Etienne, 10 for 71 on the ground. Three catches for 43. And Marvin Jones Jr., 7 for 104. But Lawrence, terrible pick. First drive of the second half. He could have walked two steps forward to set up a first and goal. Yep. Instead, he forced it into the end zone. Picked by Derek Stingley Jr. And it remains 6-6. Six to six. And at that point in the game, the Jags had a 304 to 120 total yards advantage. Then fourth and one at the Houston 38, 12-34 left, 6-6 game. James Robinson was stuffed. At that point, Jacksonville had a 352 to 169 total yards advantage. The winning Houston score was set up by a roughing the passer penalty on Trayvon Walker. Now, that was a legitimate roughing the, passing, uh, roughing the passer penalty. He, he jumped off sides, and he kept playing on, and he violently threw Davis Mills to the turf. And you're like, what are you doing? Third and 20 for the Texans from their own 47 with 726 left. Oh, my God. Then five plays later, rookie Damian Pierce's 20-yard gain. Uh, he broke six tackles on the play. Two plays after that, Pierce took it in from the one. 13-6 Jacksonville. Uh, excuse me, 13-6 uh, Houston. Pardon me. 12 plays, 74 yards, 6-minute, 48-second drive for Houston to get that uh, lead and eventually winning score is what that was. Fourth down, misfire, pick on a Hail Mary, close things out for Jacksonville. 422-248 to, uh, total yardage, edge for naught. They were minus two in turnovers. And Indianapolis, by the way, who they're playing here, extra rest. You remember Indianapolis somehow won that game <clears throat> against Denver on Thursday. Ryan, 26 of 41 for 251, no touchdowns, two picks. Sacked six times in that game. Pierce, Alec Pierce, eight for 81 in that game. Um, we're running into a wall, but I'll, my guess will be Indianapolis minus three and a half. I'm way off. Yeah. My number's come to two Colts. It's pretty much one. I see one, one and a half. I'm going to open one and a half Colts. I'm, I'm always high on the Colts. Yeah. Um, you know, boy, I, you know, I was definitely a, vic- a victim of the uh, moment a couple uh, weeks ago, and I thought Jacksonville, yeah. I love Peterson. I think finally... Trevor Lawrence found the guy. Let's talk about Trevor okay. Lawrence after the break. I have something to say about him. Coming okay. back on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We get text, we get tweets. This is a text from our buddy, the bear, Chris Felica. Uh, he said, I said to Lombardi yesterday, this is riffing off what we said at the top of yeah. the show, he said, it's amazing how popular the NFL is and how much people bet on the game. Being quarterback play has seemingly never been worse, officiating has seemingly never been worse, and head coaching has never been worse. It's really true. Uh, we get keep tweets. that to yourself, Chris. We want to keep <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, uh, we get tweets. I want to read this one. Joe Abraham, 1010, he says, Green Bay, seven and a half over the Jets, and Andrews had nine? I do this each week, and rarely am I this far off on a game. I have Green Bay at four. Maybe I'm overreacting. Joe, by the way, is doing what we always say on the show, and maybe I haven't said it enough this year. I hope people are playing this along. Yeah, they should. Right. Because it's sort of interactive in that way, and that's great. That in, So mine was six and a half. He was even lower on the pass. Yeah, well, like I said, when I had nine, as soon as I, I'm going through the numbers, wow, I'm way up. <laughs> that's too high. That's too high. They but, re- he really has no – like Christian Watson was out of the game for, for much yeah. of it yesterday. Yeah. But he feel, it feels like – we said this before the season. When an elite wide receiver leaves a team and goes to another – the impact is, and Aaron Schatz is famous for saying this at Football Outsiders, it wasn't our original thought. He said the impact is always greater on the team that he leaves rather than the team that he goes to. Now, Tyreek Hill, the Chiefs have figured it out, not yeah. so bad, I guess. But Devontae Adams so far, oh, that has never been truer. Well, think about Tyreek Hill. They, there's a lot of weapons on Kansas City. They've yeah. had a lot of weapons for a while. There hasn't been that many great weapons. There have been good weapons for Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay, but not great weapons. And, yeah, they're really missing uh, Adams quite a bit. Well, that's part of one of these. It's part of one of the, like, what's holding them back, right? I think this can be a great team. I think, you know, I think Chris's numbers, like, higher up there, I like. But it is, it's part of a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? When Aaron Rodgers, you can tell, isn't comfortable with wide receivers heading into the year and then doesn't even spread it around. He's targeting Randall Cobb so many times, and it's – I. I don't, at this point in Randall Cobb's career, he's not going to be able to carry your team. He never was in the first place. Right. No, at his best, he was a number two receiver. Right. Now he's more like a number three receiver. Let me let me just harken back to the Trevor Lawrence thing because I wanted to say something, and Kelly will feel this because Kelly lost on Jacksonville. By the way, I lost an entry on Jacksonville too, but you lost your final entry. That was one of the worst interceptions I, I've ever seen. Like that that one you talked about where you could have walked two, a step forward and gotten a first down and decided to throw it right to Derek Stingley in the end zone. How many times we see that yesterday? That and the Jacoby Brissett pick. Yeah. Those were. How many, how many picks in the end zone near the end of the game yesterday? Here's the thing with the Trevor Lawrence thing, though, because I said this before the draft. Trevor Lawrence, the, the undisputed number one pick in that draft a couple years back. And I remember saying on this show many times, are we sure that Trevor Lawrence is a generational quarterback? And there was someone on this network who wouldn't even let me finish the sentence. And we're like, oh, absolutely. Can I ask that question again? Are we sure this guy is all that good? By the way, the arm strength also seems a little lacking. You see the Hail Mary at the end? Yep. I was like, this is not getting anywhere close. Yeah, not even close. 
I don't know. I'll still say Andrew Luck was a generational talent. I mean, it's yeah. unfortunate what happened to him with the Colts. But I said it from the beginning. Trevor Lawrence is not Andrew Luck. He just is not. Dearest mother. <laughs> it's one of the greatest Twitter accounts of all time. Dearest Captain mother. Andrew Luck, for those who yeah. don't know what we're talking about. I, I write you from the, from the war. We're invading Houston this week. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> All right, Kelly, what's next? Oh, man. What a cloggy Eastern on Sunday. Vikings at Dolphins. Vikings, hit it. I'm a survivor. Vikings, get it done. We already talked about that one with the Bears somehow. By the way, every time you take the Vikings and Survivor, it's always a sweat. Adam and a teaser. What a sweat. Uh, Kirk Cousins did complete the first 17 passes of this game. That is a Vikings franchise record. He ended up 32 of 41 against the Bears for 296. One touchdown, one pick. He was sacked once. And he did get the hook, the go-ahead touchdown, as we talked about, on a sneak with 2.26 left, converting their fifth third-down conversion. That was after the Bears had come back from a 21-3 deficit, had taken a 22-1 lead. Uh, that on the Vikings' final drive, they did get a two-point conversion. That made the final score, eventual final score, 29-22. Cameron Dantzler with the clinching strip of that game. Dalvin Cook, 18 for 94, two touchdowns. Justin Jefferson, 12 catches. That's a career high for him for 154. He's amazing. Uh, the Vikings had a 29 to 14 advantage in first downs. They had a 429 to 271 advantage in total yards against the Bears. 36-44 to 23-16 time of possession advantage. They held Chicago to 78 rushing yards. That's Chicago's bread and butter. And the Vikings were 12 of 15 on third downs. So how is it that they're always in a sweat? Again, they led 21 to three. We went through it all. You know, thank goodness for Cameron Dantzler stripping that, and thank goodness for the Vikings being able to score on that final drive of theirs. It's always tight. And then there's Miami. Miami, as we mentioned, Skylar Thompson wasn't even active at the start of the year, and he gets thrust into this game, obviously, with Tua not able to go, and then Teddy Bridgewater, first offensive play for the Dolphins. Uh, he gets hit. He hurts his elbow. He goes into concussion protocol. So Skylar Thompson, who wasn't even active at the start of the year, third-string quarterback, seventh-round pick out of Kansas State, he ends up doing okay, I guess, 19 for 33 for 166. He certainly didn't suck. No touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked twice. But Bridgewater um, also had an intentional grounding call, adding uh, insult to injury literally on that play. That gave the Jets a 2 to nothing lead. It was hit by Sauce Gardner. On Saturday, I alluded to this earlier, the NFL and NFL Players Association agreed to make changes to the league's concussion protocol following a joint investigation into the procedures after the back injury, that's a back injury that Tagovailoa suffered. Anyway, the Dolphins, as we talked about, they were outscored 21 to nothing in the fourth quarter by the Jets. Mostert, 18 for 113 on the ground and touchdown, but the Dolphins were minus two in turnovers, and they had 11 penalties for 102 yards. Vikings at Dolphins, I guess we, we really need to know who's playing quarterback. That's yeah. the first thing. If it's Scott, By the way, yeah. Tyreek Hill, questionable. Questionable. So if it's Skylar Thompson, Minnesota's going to be a favorite in this sure. game by, I would say, a field goal, if not more. Yeah, right now it's pretty much Minnesota three. I see one, a couple threes with juice on the favorite. I, I mean, I think this is a very tough number to put up because if Tua's playing and Hill's playing, my numbers come to pick. Yeah. But without them, I mean, it's got to be three. Got to. I mean, got to be three Minnesota. And Minnesota so. will figure out a way to make that game close, too. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably That's what they right. do. Uh, so I'm going to probably open, open three. I reserve the right to change my mind on this one, you know, because, you know, if, if two is playing and Hill's playing, I think this number's way 
uh, you know, it, it should yeah. be about Pickham. This is a monitor of the monitor of the quarterback yeah, situation. Definitely, story. definitely. The, I mean, the, Skylar Thompson was okay. Yeah, he was okay, but nothing more than okay. But I love Teddy Bridgewater. I've always said that. But he's not as good as Tua. I mean, he's just not. Um, you got to downgrade it a couple points if if it's Teddy rather than than Tua. But uh, but if two is in, I, this number got to be about a pick em. Maybe even Miami yep. is slight favorite with him and Hill both. And I mean, let's not forget how much Hill is to that offense. Boy, they gonna throw two. And back if in? Br- Bridgewater and two are both out again, Chris, this number goes the other way even more yeah, probably, yeah. right? Yeah. So I mean, you got to. This yeah. one's gonna take a lot of monitoring. Yeah. Sure. This is one I bet. A, I, I bet a little bit last night on this Vikings laying three, just as a, just as a placeholder, because if neither one of those guys plays, I think this number skyrockets the Vikings way. Um, all right, next up. We have Bucks at Steelers. All right, Bucks. Mm. We talked about Bucks. The gift roughing the passer penalty on Grady Jarrett gets it home for the Bucks. Brady was thirty-five of fifty-two for three fifty-one, one touchdown, no picks. He wasn't sacked. Uh, he still hasn't lost three straight games in over two decades. How about that? <laughs> that dude has not lost three straight games in over two decades. Fournette had a had a day, fourteen or fifty-six on the ground for a touchdown, ten catches for eighty-three and a touchdown. And Tampa Bay, as I mentioned, did out uh, gain the Falcons four twenty to two sixty-one. They had a fourth and one at the Atlanta fifteen, four fifty-seven left in the first quarter. Fournette was stopped by Adetokunbo Ogundeji. They uh, outgained Atlanta two ninety-seven to eighty-nine in the first half. Um, no more needs to be said about that game. Pittsburgh gets crushed by Buffalo. Kenny Pickett, 34 of 52 for 327. No touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked three times. But basically, 51 seconds into the game, mm. Bills had a third and 10 from their own two, and Allen, Josh Allen patiently waited in the pocket. He hits Gabe Davis in stride. Step on Levi Wallace and Trey Norwood. 98 yards, touchdown, and the Steelers could never quite recover. All, here's the only other point I want to make here before the break. Down 24 to 3, Mike Tomlin elects to kick a field goal yeah. with 343 left in the yeah. second quarter on a fourth and five at the Buffalo 15. And Chris Boswell goes ahead and misses a 33 yarder. Like my friends were texting me, what's, I said, yeah, well, you, you make a three score game into a three score game. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you have that opportunity, yeah, you got to see it. You can't pass that up. Um, Buffalo had 400 total yards and 31 points in the first half, and they ended up with 552 total yards. I'll say Tampa Bay minus five and a half. I put it in no man's land. Way low. I'm Way always, low. I was low on Tampa last week, too. Way low. I it, am not high on them. I, I'm not crazy about them either. I see it anywhere from seven and a half to eight and a half. My numbers come to nine. Uh, I'm going to open eight and a half. More on this game, but two, yeah. weeks in, two weeks in a row, I've been way low on Tampa Bay. They're not good, but. <laughs> there, is, there is that. More on that and more guessing lines. We'll get to the afternoon and the primetime games as well. Oh, and my baseball division series plays next. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin here as well, and of course, uh, my Mishpucha, Chrissy Andrews, the star of Guessing Lines, which we have done for the better part of a decade here. Uh, by the way, that's the pro tip of the hour. We forgot to give one for the last hour, but we just we just sort of mentioned it because we got a tweet about a uh, gentleman who was guessing along with us. Use guessing lines as a, as a uh, way to set your own lines. See where the numbers get posted. See where they move throughout the week. But it's a great exercise, a great first exercise for really handicapping the NFL for the upcoming week. And we find that when we do it, often our first instincts are our best, and then we sort of trick our brains the rest of the week. 
Uh, that's your pro tip for the hour. We do one every hour on VEASAN across every show. So that means at least 20 every day. They're all available for VEASAN pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com, where you can sort them by sport and by show. Baseball, real quick before we get back into football. Um, what, a, what a wild card round it was in the end. Uh, Mariners got home. I ended up, you know, my, my month-long onslaught against the Mets ended up betting the Padres. Um, every single game, by the way, I would argue game two got taken from them by the home plate umpire, Chris Guccione. We'll talk a lot of baseball tomorrow when there's a quadruple header of the division series, but I have made two. I have made two division series bets. I bet the Guardians to beat the Yankees at plus 192, and I took the Padres to beat the Dodgers in a best of five at plus 184, plus all the Braves World Series bets that I've made as well. So that is in pocket Fade or follow, as they like to say. But we'll talk more baseball tomorrow. Real quick, we put the uh, – I do the World Series exacta, kind of like yes. – the, the, And I posted that this morning. Of course, it'll go off the board tomorrow, but you have a day to bet that. So there, there's some juicy prices out there. Team to beat other team. Team to beat the other team, yeah. Okay. So the exacta. Ooh, I like that. There's some numbers out there, my friend. Ooh. I think there might be a bet before I leave yeah. the building. You know, by the way, I know about all your Atlanta bets. That next dinner's on you. Yeah. I, already, I took. I told you I took Parlay. I took Parlay and his uh, fiance, bus Ben Wilson. I, it was like my hug to Jeff Parlay because I I knew this was ending for him, and I just was like, I'm so sorry. I, I don't feel bad for that guy. So what, what did you take them to dinner Wednesday night, right? Wednesday, night. and then Thursday night he hits 120 to one on no touchdown being scored in the game. Yeah, maybe you should oh, take Parlay me. hit that. Yeah, yeah, good yeah. for him. So he owes you a dinner now. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Didn't hear about that. Uh, by the way, back to the Steelers for a second because I know that's your team, but just want to say a couple more things. Here's another way of looking at this. James Pierre fumbled his first kickoff return for the Steelers. Um, Pierre was in because Gunnar Olszewski was yeah. uh, scratched because he fumbled a whole bunch. Chris Boswell, who's usually, like, so reliable, he made a 29-yarder, but he missed a 33 and a 45-yarder. I, I know it was swirling wins. Steelers have lost four straight. It's their longest losing streak since opening the 2013 season with four losses. And the loss was the biggest margin for a Steelers loss since a 51 to nothing defeat at, uh, against the Cleveland Browns in 1989, September 10th, 1989, when Chuck Knoll was still their head yeah. coach. They made the playoffs that year, by the way. They did. Yeah. Was that the 8 and 8 team that made the playoffs? They didn't have an 8 and 8 team that got to like the think, AFC championship. I think they were 9 and 7. They got to yeah. the AFC championship, yeah. Uh, and that, then that, one that, more one more thing, TJ yeah. Watt who was out with a pec injury. The Steelers confirmed he had arthroscopic knee surgery, so his return is delayed even further. And the Steelers dropped to 0-4 without him in the lineup yeah. this season, 0-8 overall. It's unbelievable how much he means to that team. It's incredible. And, you know, Mike, we talked about him, Micah Parsons. You know, I mean, these guys mean so much to their team. I just want to say real quick, so the kickoff, you know, Steelers pinned Buffalo at the two. Yes. We came to play, baby. <laughs> uh, you know, so I – Right after kickoff, I run to the bathroom. So as I'm going to the bathroom, I hear everybody screaming. I turn around and look at the TVs. I see the guy running. I said, didn't we have them at the two like a second ago? You did. It just got worse from there. Well, Gabe Davis scored that touchdown. He also scored a 62-yarder where he, like, kicked the ball from Mika Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Oh, I don't know yeah. how he got that ball yeah. from him. That was, and I love Minka, but that, you know, he didn't make the play. That was one of the, I, I, don't, even, I don't want to say greatest catches I've ever seen, but like, yeah, because he literally wrestled. Yeah. They were fighting for the football. Yeah. That could have gone either way. If, if he doesn't win that battle, it's an interception. Even when yeah. I watch the replay, I can't quite figure out but, how he got the right. ball from him. As much as I love Minka, he needed to make that play, and he didn't. The guy just beat him on that. By the way, I had some friends of mine told me they couldn't take it anymore. They put on the local, you know, radio 
<laughs> the Steeler defense parted like the Red Sea. <laughs> I can't remember which <laughs> touchdown it was. What are, their, what are their biblical references they made? All right, we're still early here? Early games? We are still early, last of the two early windows. Ra- both the teams that played last night. Ravens at Giants to start. Ravens at Giants. Ravens, in case you missed it last night, maybe you're watching baseball. Um, Ravens beat the Bengals. Not exactly a classic, by the way. Lamar, 19 of 32, were 174, one touchdown, one pick. He was sacked once, 12 carries for 58 yards. And, of course, his number one target, Mark Andrews, 8 for 89 and a touchdown. They beat the Bengals by the score of 19 to 17. Didn't cover. Win it on a Justin Tucker 43-yarder because he is money in the bank. Giants, we talked about. They played the uh, Packers. Um, They've matched their season win total from last year. Four wins. Four and one are the Giants. They scored on five straight possessions, three touchdowns, two field goals, 17 unanswered second-half points for the win against the Packers, as we talked about. And the Giants were without Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Toney. Saquon got hurt for that one drive where they scored without him, 91-yard touchdown drive that tied the game up at 20 apiece. Um, and we went through the uh, the last sequence of that game, how the, how the Giants were just stout. Jones, Danny Dimes, 21 of 27 for 217, no touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once, 10 carries for 37. And Saquon ended up 13 of 70, 13 for 70, I should say, on the ground with a touchdown, three catches for 36 yards. Uh, Baltimore's still going to be a favorite. Listen, the Giants may be 4-1, but I don't think anybody's mistaking them quite yet for the NFL elite. Stay tuned a couple weeks. Maybe we will start to. But I'll say Baltimore minus four and a half on the road. Yeah, you're, you're close. I, my numbers come to five. Uh, it's pretty much five and a half everywhere. I'm going to go with the five and a half. I think that's fine. Again, dicker. I'm not going to dicker with that. Not going to dicker. By the way, just a real, real quick dicker. recap. Once I was going over the... You know, what we needed last night, I tell Michael Gaughan, you know, we need this, we need that. I said, by the way, if the Ravens win by one or two, that's, you know, the sweet spot. Oh, what's the chances of that happening? And I always <laughs> joke with him. Like, Some guy by the name of Jackie Gaughan, you know, Michael's father, yeah. told me one day, and this, and this is the truth, and I was like a teenager, because I knew Jackie before I knew Michael. He says, kid, it's got to land somewhere. And I always <laughs> kid Michael about, you know, a guy by the name of Jackie. Humphrey. Anyway, it landed somewhere. Kid, it was pretty good. It's got to land somewhere. So a note on that Justin Tucker final field goal that everybody on the planet knew it was going to be good, right? How good was it? Oh. Matt Brown passed this note along to me from Next Gen Stats last night. If the goal, right down the center, if the yes. goal posts were set two and, uh, half, two and a half yards wide, he still would have made the field goal. It was amazing. He <laughs> bisected the uprights. It was incredible. Dead center. Dead center. By the way, did you hear the post-game interview? I love Justin Tucker. He will go on for hours if you let him. It was, Re- it was amazing. professional opera singer as well. I was well. going to say, he didn't burst into an aria. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, such a great article about him in New York Times Magazine. I don't know if you saw this before the season. Uh, yeah. Just the the art of how he yeah. how he thinks through his case. It's on sixty minutes too. Ah, it's tremendous. Looking forward to hearing you guys go here. Bengals at Saints. Okay, well, I didn't really get into the Ravens Bengals game, but I will here. Uh, Joe Burrow, twenty four of thirty five in defeat for the two and three Bengals. Now two hundred seventeen yards, one touchdown, one pick. He was sacked twice. He did have a rushing touchdown on a sneak. How about that? That put Cincinnati up 17 to 16 with just under two minutes to play. So Kirk Cousins Wait, and uh, how about that extra point? Oh, right. Okay, so that's a great point. Oh, so yeah. so it was 16 to 16 after that right. sneak with 158 left in the game. Right. And Evan McPherson puts the ball directly over the right, from his perspective, the right goalpost extended. Yeah. 
should not have been good. Oh, see, I think it was. Do you? That's funny. Okay. But that's. But the, I needed it to be good. Yeah, I think it was good because I think it was directly above it. And that, I mean, that's what they kept saying from the yeah. NFL headquarters, right? But it was oh so close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fourth and three at the Cincinnati 41. Let's go back. 10 to 10 game. Fourth and three at the Cincinnati 41. 12-36 left in the third quarter. Lamar overthrew a wide open Tylen Wallace. That after he had overthrown Devin, uh, Devin Duvernay in the end zone a couple of plays earlier. But this one to Wallace was wide open. Should have been a touchdown pass. Instead, they turned the ball over to the uh, Bengals. But the first play of the ensuing drive, Burrow was picked by Patrick Queen, his LSU teammate. That led to a Justin Tucker 58-yarder to make it 13-10. to Justin Tucker's like, that's no problem, 58, no big deal. Next drive, fourth and goal at the Baltimore 2. And this is where Zach Taylor comes into question. Fourth and goal at the Baltimore 2. 2.48 left in the third quarter. You're down 13-10. to Zach Taylor elects to go for it. Okay, you can quibble with whether he should have kicked it or went for it, but it's a shovel pass that falls incomplete. Mm. That's what you came up with? I was very okay with them going for it. That play design was terrible. Next drive, Baltimore now. Fourth and inches at the Cincinnati 3, 946 left. The Ravens are up 13 to 10. They try to draw Cincinnati offsides. They take the delay penalty and they kick the chip shot 25 yard field goal to go up 16 to 10. That made no sense to me. John Harbaugh living in pass results here in the criticism. Yes. He should have gone for it. Yes. By the way, uh, Deck Prism, which our our buddies uh, Ed Miller and Matthew Davidow do, or Davidow do, they said Baltimore went from a minus 400 favorite to a minus 300 favorite on that decision. With the field goal. Yeah. Yeah. Then Cincinnati has the long drive to go up 17-16. to 16. We just talked about that with 158 left. But Justin Tucker, 43-yarders with no time left on the clock after the uh, Ravens matriculated. That's your ball game. Who are they playing at? New Orleans, we said? Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, we'll get to this after the break. But if New Orleans ends up beating Seattle in a game that featured six lead changes, five touchdowns that spanned 35 or more yards, and two 56-yard field goals, one by each team. Just a topsy-turvy game that New Orleans ends up winning and covering I'll, we'll get into more of that in, after the break, but I'll say Cincinnati minus three and a half. Whoa. Short? No, I like your number better. Yeah, me oh. too. It's, it's pick or the Bengals won. I don't get that. come to three and a half on this game. Me Bengals. Too. Yeah, oh, I, I, I do sick. not like this Saints team. And I at said all. at the beginning of the year, I had a lot of money on them to win the Super Bowl, win the division. I, kept, I don't know what you people were looking at. They got a new core, well, new for them, new quarterback, new coach. Who says that's going to work? You know, Jameis Winston's the same as he's ever been. He keeps both teams in the game at the same time. All right, we'll talk more about New Orleans after the break, and then Kelly has some breaking news as well. On the other side, right here on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Basketball season ready to tip off, and now's the time to grab your VSIN pro basketball betting guide with season prep on all 30 teams. Our hoops experts, including JVT Jonathan Von Tobel, provide strategy and advice as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. We also have five betting tips for beginning NBA bettors. Give yourself an edge this NBA season and get the VSIN NBA betting guide by becoming a VSIN pro subscriber today at slash subscribe. Gil Alexander, Chrissy Anders, and Kelly Bidlin with some really. If I could be selfish for a second, upsetting NFL betting news, but obviously upsetting for one individual here. What do you got here, Kelly? Yeah, the Carolina Panthers have fired Matt Rule. There it is. This was, I, this was, I have said it on a numbers game, I think I said it on the Megapod primarily when we give our three best bets. I was going back to the fade Carolina well every single week with this stat, and now that stat ends with Matt Rule being fired by the Carolina well, Panthers. Maybe not. 
Well, maybe not, but at least it does under Matt Rule. That's right. That's right. As long as Baker Mayfield's your quarterback, maybe it'll stay. But it was the, the Panthers were 1-27 under Matt Rule, and Matt Rule's two-plus years with them. They were 1-20, or was it one-plus year? Yeah, one-plus year. Two-plus year. I can't even remember anymore. Two-plus years. Uh, two-plus years. They were 1-27 when the opponent scored 17 or more points. 25 of those in a row because it was one and two for the first three of those. And they've lost the last 25 in a row when the opponent scored 17 plus points. And literally I said it earlier yesterday. Well, as soon as the Niners got to 17, I'm like winner. Yeah. Um, against, you know, maybe not against the spread, but, but felt that way anyway, against the spread yesterday too. And Matt rule, who was great coach at Baylor was a great coach before that at temple. Maybe he's just a guy who should be a college coach. This just didn't work out for him. Something I say, and I'll say it till the day I die. They all sound good on the way in. They don't sound so great on the way out. And Matt Rule being you know, currently Exhibit A, because he did sound great on the way in. He was great at Baylor. He was yeah. terrific at Temple. I thought he'd be highly successful in uh, in the pros. Yeah, and even Ian Rappaport tweeting uh, right now. That was, you know, we started to hear this last week a little bit. There was questions coming up in his press conference about college jobs and college uh Team's calling it, reaching out to him. Uh, Rappaport tweeting, uh, Rule had several opportunities last offseason for big-time college jobs, but turned them down to stay in Carolina. Now he'll have his choice of several coveted yes, college jobs. he will. For uh, sure he will. Oh, we'll get to Carolina. Yeah, we'll get to Carolina coming up. But right. that's a Matt Rule, in case you missed it, Matt Rule fired by the Carolina Panthers. Um, one in 27 when the opponent scored 17 or more. Uh, back to that uh, Saints Bengals thing again. Yeah. I, I I called uh, my my guess was minus three and a half. Both you and Kelly immediately started shrieking, if I could use that word, that you liked my number better, and the number is uh, it's one. I even see a pick. You know, Bengals one or a pick. I'm going to open two. You know, so I'm a point above the market. If this thing goes to three or higher, I will be right there. I think you know, the the Saints are not that good. And I said it from the beginning of the year. I said it in the offseason, you know, and, uh, you know, to me there's not much difference between Dalton, who's a mediocre quarterback, yeah. and Jameis Winston, who, like I said, keeps both teams in the game at the same time. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. I, I don't see a big difference there. But to me, the Bengals got to be a favorite. The, the Bengals are pretty good. They lost to another pretty good team last night. Dalton was 16 of 24 yesterday against the Seahawks for 187, one touchdown, one pick. He was sacked once. Taysom Hill had the big day, though. Yeah. Uh, one pass that was completed for 21 yards and a touchdown. Then he had nine carries for 112 and three touchdowns on the ground, including a 60-yarder. That really cemented this for the Saints. He had a fumble recovery. I was going to say, as a special teams play, too. Yeah, yeah, he had a key block in the game. Uh, he's the third NFL player since 1970 to rush for 100 yards and three touchdowns while also passing for a score in a game. That, according to ESPN Stats and Information, uh, Alvin Kamara had a good game, too. 23 for, 180, 23 for 103 on the ground with a fumble loss, six catches for 91. Um, they have to play defense, too, though, right? They have to play defense, too. I, here's the thing. They held Seattle to 1 of 9 on third downs and 0 for 1 on fourth down. They out time of possession. Seattle 37-35 to 22-25. But, you know, Seattle, like, they had that weird play where Michael Dixon, the punter, ran right into the line. Yeah. Like, I don't know what he was doing. I don't either. That led to a, to a New Orleans touchdown. Um, Seattle led 31-19, only to have Seattle retake the lead 32-31. to and then three plays later, it was the 60-yard run from Taysom, and that put up the Saints up for good, 39-32. Anyway, I'm with you. Cincinnati should be a higher, yeah. higher number, three and a half. Next.
Yeah, Next up, Panthers at Rams in the late window, 405 Eastern. Okay, so Panthers, here it is. Uh, uh, in case you missed it again, Matt Rule fired by the Panthers. 11 uh, and 27 is his final total record. We talked about his record when the team, when the opponent scored 17 plus or more points. He was 1 and 27, but his total straight up record ends up being 11 and 27, including having lost 11 of their last 12. Mayfield yesterday in defeat against the Niners. We already talked about that game, but he was 20 of 36 for 215. No touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked four times. He arrived, Mayfield did, for the post-game news conference with his left foot in a walking boot, and he'll have an MRI on his ankle today. Sam Darnold is out at least a few more weeks, so P.J. Walker would likely get the start next week against the Rams if Mayfield is out. Mayfield injured the ankle in the first half, continued to play. They only had 15 first downs, the Panthers. And, again, the biggest play was that pick, that awful pick, right at the end of the first half, which gave the uh, Niners a two-touchdown lead heading in to the break. Uh, the Rams, what do, you, what do you say about the Rams? Because the Panthers are 1-4. and four, The Rams are 2-3. and three. These are defending Super Bowl champions. They fall below 500 for only the second time in Sean McVay's six seasons while getting shut out in the second half yesterday against Dallas. The Rams have one touchdown in their last nine quarters. Who are these guys? Stanford, 20, uh, Stanford, Stafford, pardon me, 28 of 42 uh, for 238. One touchdown, one pick. He was sacked five times. Cooper Cup always fills up the stat sheet, seven for 125 and a touchdown. But the Rams only had 14 first downs. By the way, they held Dallas to 10 first and 239 total yards. Didn't matter. Still lost because they were minus three in turnovers. Strip sack of Matthew Stafford, one minute, 24 seconds into the game. Dorrance Armstrong on the hit. Demarcus Lawrence scooped it up and scored 6 nothing. Dallas. Extra point not converted. Then new long snapper uh, Matt Overton snapped it too quickly, hit Ryan Anger in the head. Next Rams drive. Riley Dixon in punt formation. Armstrong blocked it. Dallas gets a 33-yard field goal out of it from, Bet- from Brett Maher, 9 to nothing. Rams actually took a 10-9 lead, but Pollard, Tony Pollard, 57-yard touchdown run. Put the Cowboys up for good 92 seconds later, 16 to 10. And then down 16 to 10, fourth and five from their own 25, 229 left in the second quarter. Fake punt, Dixon to Jack Gervais for 12. That led to nothing. Bottom line, Dallas D allowed 87 yards from the Rams offense in the second half. Malik Hooker made a clinching interception with 329 to play. And then Parsons, uh, Micah Parsons, strip sack of Stafford on the Rams' final play ended it. The Rams are still going to be monster favorites, Matt Rule or not. Could be P.J. Walker instead of Baker Mayfield. I said Rams minus 7.5. I'm thinking I might be low. Yeah, you're low. Uh, my numbers came to 9. I don't think much of this Rams team. They just they don't have it, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, the number's 10 pretty much everywhere. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with a 10. I mean, I, I don't know what's going to happen with Baker, but like I said, I ran QBR for the year, total QBR. Number 32, Baker Mayfield. You know, so, I'm tell- they're my 32 team too. Yeah, I mean, team. you know, so if you have PJ Harvey instead of uh, PJ Walker, yeah, <laughs> PJ Harvey's. A, I think I've yeah. called him that a couple of times. <laughs> PJ Carlissimo. Yeah, you know, yeah, one of those. Yeah, I think PJ Harvey's a female singer. Uh, anyway, uh, Baker. If it's you know not Baker, I don't see a huge adjustment. But I, I think 10's okay. But I, this Ram team is not good. Maybe they get healthy this week against the team yeah. that's uh, clearly limping. It's going to be a popular survivor pick, although there yeah. is a Christmas implication. Doesn't matter, based on what we said earlier, yeah. about Christmas being so far out there in this survivor. All right, next, Kelly. Cardinals at Seahawks, 405 Eastern. What do you make of the Cardinals? 
What, what, how can no you possibly predict this team? Eight straight home losses. Yeah. They lose yesterday. They were in it. They lost to the Eagles, though, late. Kyler Murray, 28 of 42 for 250. One touchdown, one pick. He was sacked once. Four carries for 42. Marquise Brown, eight for 78, a touchdown. Down 14 to 7. Fourth and fourth, their own 28. 155 left in the second quarter. Fake punt. Darrell Williams, seven-yard rush. That got them 10 plays later. And Matt Amendola, 20-yard chip shot field goal, 14 to 10. Cameron Dicker, 23-yard field goal, put Philly up 20 to 17 with 142 left. Final Arizona offensive drive. Murray slides too early. Then he spikes it on third down, leaving no choice but to kick an Amendola 43-yard field goal. And he slices it wide right with 17 left, 17 seconds left. Eagles win. As for the decision to spike on third down, Cliff Kingsbury said, quote, the risk-reward wasn't good enough at that point. Cardinals still haven't scored in the first quarter this season. Maybe get your team prepared. And then there's Seattle, as we talked about, against New Orleans. Um, the valiant effort, Geno Smith, 16 of 25 for 268, three touchdowns, no pick, sack three times. Lockett, five for 104 and, a two, and two touchdowns. Metcalf, five for 88 and a touchdown. Walker, the third, Kenneth Walker, eight carries for 88 and a touchdown. Rashard Penny left the game in the third, ankle, uh, third quarter with an ankle injury. But Seattle was 1 of 9 on third down. They were 0 for 1 on fourth. They had 12 penalties for 85 yards. Out time of possession, 37-35 to 22-25. And their D, the Seattle D has allowed at least 27 points four times, including 39 or more twice. I made this a pick Chrissy, because I have no idea what to do with this game. No. Well, my numbers come to Arizona 3, and that's pretty much what it is. Hmm. I see threes with some juice on the dog. There's some three flats. Um I'm going to open three just to see where they're taking. They'll probably take it off me. By the way, Brian Grayson, a friend of ours, texted me last night. Uh, he was at the game, and he said not to give him an excuse. But he said when Kyler Murray slid, the announcer said, first down Cardinals. Oh, we'll get to that. I know we're up against the break. All right. A little more on that. We'll get to the primetime games as well. It's guessing lines for week six. Numbers game, Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. The NASCAR playoffs are in full swing, and it's time to see all of your favorite drivers in fabulous Las Vegas. The South Point 400 is this weekend. How about that? October 14th through the 16th at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. VSEN's own Brent Musburger will be the Grand Marshal of the race, and that he uh, will also broadcast from the track Sunday morning on Brent Musburger's countdown to kickoff. I, he was kind enough to have me on there. A couple weeks ago, he's doing it from the track itself this Sunday. Before the action on the track comes down to the South Point Hotel, you should come down to the South Point Hotel and Casino on Thursday, October 13th, this Thursday, to see the Budweiser Clydesdales and meet Mark Martin in his inaugural Las Vegas 400 winning car. Also special appearances by Brendan Gaughan and Las Vegas native Noah Gragson. The South Point also has room and ticket packages available. For more information, head to southpointcasino.com. How about that? Look at Brent. You going to that? Uh, I'll tell you what. It's a football Sunday, though, huh? Yeah, I'm not going to the, to the race. But I, th- seeing the Clydesdales is pretty cool. They were here for the for VEASAN's grand yeah, opening. They're here. The I mean, seeing the Clydesdales, they are an amazing animal. They wasn't, really are. Wasn't Brent on top of the Clydesdales riding them last oh, he was in, well, yeah. he was in a wagon or whatever. <laughs> the wagon itself. Uh, John Goulet, our own John Goulet, by the way, uh, text about what you were saying about how you look good on the way in and not so good on the way out. Talk about Matt Rule being fired this morning by the Carolina Panthers. He adds, um, basically, Carolina, if you recall, when they interviewed Rule, they wouldn't let him leave the building after their interview because he was supposed to go talk to the Giants next, and they couldn't stand the idea of him taking another job. Mm -hmm. And what what did you say his golden parachute was? Upwards of $40 I got to tell you, that's... 
I don't want to get into it too much, but that's just wrong. Yeah. That's wrong. There, there are articles today, by the way, about you know, the Giants. Maybe the details on the Giants part is off a little, but $40 million for a Matt Rule. For being a horrible coach. A horrible pro coach. Horrible pro coach. Yeah. All right. Did we want to say anything else about Arizona yesterday? Oh, yeah. So, you know, Brian Grayson yeah. uh, texted me. He said uh, he was at the game. He says, I'm not making excuses for, for Murray and Kingsbury because they're really supposed to be aware. I mean, <laughs> the guy's on the sideline. says number three on the thing. You yeah. know, it's supposed to know it's third down. You don't just listen to the announcer. But he thinks that's part of what, what screwed him up. But I could tell, you know, Brian, and I don't mean to speak for him, but I don't think he's crazy about either Murray or Kingsbury. Yeah. You know, and, and I've said the same thing. You know, for for years, I, I don't like either one of them. By the way, and, and one more thing, they're one of two teams I give zero for home field advantage. They're almost to the point I should give them a negative. They lost eight in a row. They lo- yeah. yeah, so I mean, the, you, and you have to look at the disparity between home and road to assign an advantage. You know, like guys will tell you, well, Alabama's tough at home. Yeah, they're tough pretty much anywhere. You know, so I mean, it's not that's the thing. It's what's the difference? And the difference is Arizona's better on the road. By the way, it's since just you, a fact. Since you bring up Alabama, do you see that last play by Texas A&M? Yeah. What? What the? What the hell was that? Hey, let me throw a pass that has no shot of scoring. Yeah, that's. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to get into that. That would have been nice. I have yeah. a whole Nick Saban rant tomorrow on okay. college football too, because I don't think he gets enough criticism. But that's a whole thing. How many more games do we have, Kelly? We got three left. All right. One. Okay. So one last afternoon game here. Yep. In the big one, Bills at Chiefs. That's a good one. Bills at Chiefs. Can't ask for a better matchup than this. This will be interesting to see where this line is. Buffalo, as we talked about, despite wind gusts of up to 20 miles per hour, that didn't have any effect on Josh Allen. First half alone, 14 of 24 for 348. That was at halftime. Four touchdowns, one pick. He wasn't sacked. That included the 98-yarder to Gabe Davis, the 62-yarder that Gabe Davis stole from Minka Fitzpatrick, two touchdown passes. Buffalo's 31-3 lead at the half. Could have been even bigger, by the way. Allen had a pass intended for Davis in the end zone that was picked by Levi Wallace to end the uh, Bills' fourth possession. And Tyler Bass missed a 49-yard field goal. Actually, it was blocked three minutes in. Could have been worse. Allen ended up uh, 20 of 31 for 424, four touchdowns, one pick. He wasn't sacked. Five carries for 42 yards. Davis, three for 171, two touchdowns. Diggs, eight for 102 and a touchdown. Khalil Shakir, three for 75 and a touchdown. 552 total yards in the Bills. 38-3 to three win over the Steelers. And by the, by the way, the Bills' defense this season, because we always talk about their offense, the Bills' defense has allowed three touchdown passes, and they have eight picks. <laughs> How about that? Eight picks against three touchdown passes allowed. And then there's Kansas City, sight unseen. Kansas City plays the Raiders tonight. Do you have any bets on Kansas City and the Raiders, Kelly? Anything on this game tonight? I don't. I'm waiting to see if a seven and a half pops somewhere. I might take a piece of the Raiders then. I I, I don't think you'll see that. But, it, yeah, I don't know. You never yeah. know how the day's going to go. I have nothing in this game. It is not a million selection. By the way, I went two and three in millions. So it was not a fun week in millions for me. I have nothing on this, but I probably, you know, again, I'll play it for in-game, the Raiders and the Chiefs tonight. I've been uh, I've been pretty active sending my uh, in-game picks into uh, the show at night here at VEASAN, VEASAN Live Bet Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds. I think I'm like 3-1 and one on my in-games on that show, so hopefully an opportunity will present itself uh, in this game tonight. But anyway, it's the Bills and the Chiefs, and this is, for me, this is a tough line to make. I'm guessing... I'm guessing the Chiefs minus, and it's not going to be a three-point favorite. 
And I've got the Bills power rated one and the Chiefs power rated two. But it is at Kansas City. So I, I said the Chiefs minus two and a half. I made it less than a field goal. Let me guess. I could tell by yeah. your expression the Bills, <laughs> the Bills are favored. Bill, my numbers come to the Bills one and a half. It's pretty much the Bills two everywhere. Again, that's not a number for me mm. to dicker with. Don't dicker. I'm going to use two. Um, mm. I'm just looking real quick. I told you I have that grading system. And anything over 100 is very, very good. Buffalo has one grade so far under 100, and that was 98.75, only one. But the Chiefs also, they only have one game, one grade under 100, and that was a 95. So you talk about the two best teams in the league. I mean, to me, clearly the two best teams in the league. But I don't, you know, and again, if you go back and look, the Chiefs only have, I only give them one point for a home field. I mean, they're they're just good everywhere. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's not just are they good at home. This team's good anywhere good. they play. Um, you know, I, I I think you know, like I said, my number come to Buffalo one and a half. I'm going to use two. I think that's fine. But boy, I'll tell you what, I can't wait to see this game. This is going to be saying, one hell of a game. I'm not sprinting to bet the Chiefs based on that. Um, and this would be like Super Bowl fifty six and a half. But they're two AFC teams. But I've got them power rated one and two. Bills one, Chiefs two. Yeah, me too. Um, can yeah. you just imagine though getting you? You could put the Chiefs in a teaser, right, and get catch yeah. eight points with them. And I still don't think I'd do it. <laughs> I, I wouldn't do it. Not only that, teasers have been so bad this year. Yeah. You know it. Yeah, and but a you're high right. Total, obviously, but but you're right. That's that's at home. You could catch eight points be, right now because the volatility of that final score, yeah. the potential outcomes are so great, are so vast. You wouldn't jump to it. One more. Let's go to Sunday night. Football. Sunday night, Cowboys at Eagles. All right, that's another good one. Cowboys win. Cowboys without Dak Prescott now are four and one. Cooper Rush, 10 completed forward passes yesterday, 10 of 16 for 102. No touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked three times. Tony Pollard, eight for 86 and a touchdown. He's so much better than Zeke. We've known that for, I, three, like, for three years now. So glad you just brought that up. Like, are we just done having that conversation? Because I, don't it, hear I it still as much. feel like it every time I watch the, that team. I don't hear that conversation as much. Yeah, it's died down. Yeah. Uh, the Cowboys had 10 first downs and 239 total yards. Didn't matter because they were plus three in turnovers, and their defense is beastly. Philadelphia is the only undefeated team in football. They're 5-0 and after that three-point win against the Cardinals where that Matt Amendola field goal took a hard turn to the right. <laughs> Was too- I was wondering going into, the, uh, going into that game, which of the backup kickers was going to cost their uh. team more? 92 second quarter points for the Eagles this season. The most in NFL history through five games. That's their quarter. They have not trailed once in the second half yet this season. Largely based on that. Jalen Hurts, 26 of 36 for 239. No touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice. 15 carries for 61 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Dallas Goddard, 8 for 95. Devontae, 10 for 87. Fourth and one at the Arizona two in a scoreless game, 840 left. Hertz rushes, converts. Next play, Hertz rushes in seven to nothing. And they were on their way. Needed that field goal late, though. That last drive for the Eagles is what did the trick, though. 17 play, 70 yard drive, 13 of which were on the ground for 56 yards. That's the game winning drive. That's what made the Eagles 5 and 0. So it's the 4 and 1 Cowboys at the 5 and 0 Eagles, uh, 5 and 0 Eagles, the NFC beast. Eagles minus 4. Yeah, you're you're probably closer than I am. Um it's 5 pretty much painted on. 
my numbers come to seven on this game. I, mm. You know, I'm still. Wow. You know, I mean, it's Cooper Rush. I mean, I know he's won. You know, I mean, and if they won because of him, I'd say no. They won mostly because of their defense. Uh, I still think the, um, the the Eagles are a much more complete team. Uh, I think it's going to be a game that they were pointing for, and I think I think the Cowboys probably pointing for this one too, but knowing that this is going to be a big test for them without Dak Prescott. Well, there's uh, and there's no definitive word if you're wondering is Dak playing is not. No, there is literally correct. no one knows at I, this point. I don't think he's going to, but just read. I'm reading between the lines. Anyway, I'm going to open five. Uh, you know, if I get bet, I can go to six or I can go to four. You know, pretty quickly. Uh, but you know, five is pretty much the number. But nine, my numbers do come higher. Come to seven. All right, we have one more game to get to, and then we'll talk about what we like the best. Not sure what I like the best yet. I'll have to review these. Uh, but gives us a chance to talk about the Chargers because I know we have a Brandon Staley uh, involvement in this Monday night game. More to say about. Uh, the Chargers' ridiculous decision to go for it fourth down late in that game and how Staley got bailed out and how he doubled down on it afterwards. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Pro tip of the hour. Uh, Chrissy actually said this earlier on the show, and I think it's a it's a great barometer when betting the, N- the NFL. Uh, I was talking about the 30% attrition rate on average week-to-week in Survivor. And Chrissy chimed in and said that should give teaser betters plenty of concern this season. I think that is a great way to look at it. Survivor's just a great barometer for everything about how difficult this is. Uh, that's your pro tip for the hour. We do one every hour on VEASAN across every show. So that means at least 20 every day. They're all available for VEASAN Pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com, where you can sort them by sport and by show. Think about that. If it's a 30% attrition rate in Survivor, what does that say about your the bets in your account you just got to know that it's that difficult. It's tough. I mean, you know, try to do the best work you can. Yeah. I mean, I know guys beat the NFL. There's few and far between, but they are there. There's guys out there that beat it. Uh, we get tweets at beating the book. Always appreciate the uh, the feedback. Doctor Scotch, the Panthers finally heard the 17 points that hashtag fired. Sports pick magic. Matt Rule, 25 straight when opponents score 17 plus points per gill. Insane. Why bring him back? Most people, most people riffing on the fact that it's just so, it's so sad for us. Mark Wilson Radio, Arg Panthers attempting to spoil the 17-point hoodoo. How dare they? <laughs> Raj Body not happy with the Matt Rule firing. It ruins a reliable betting angle. Oh, here's some guy who thinks, uh, yeah, the in-game plays, by the way, the three-to-one, three-and-one in-game plays, <laughs> they're all on the show at night. They're all documented. Yeah. Isn't it funny how the, the dumbest people think they're the yeah. smartest? And you know, so I, I always, if yeah. you want to engage with me, you have to be following me. That's right. If yes. you're going to insult me, you have to be following me, too. Yes. I'm sorry. You, yes. The the courage of anonymity is always so impressive. Yeah. We're always so impressed by that. Stringfellow Hawk. Rule had a 10-year contract. Owner said it was an investment of stability. Gone after two years with Donald and Mayfield. Can you say Cleveland Browns? <sighs> yeah. What's the guy's name? Tepper? Yeah. Tepper. David yeah. Tepper, yeah. Let's go to uh, Monday night. Monday night football. Broncos at Chargers. All right, Broncos on extra rest. Russell Wilson, 21 of 39 for 274. No touchdowns, two picks. He was sacked four times. Denver's loss to uh, Indianapolis, 12 to 9, and that barn burner last Thursday night. Now, here's the word. NFL Network reporting that uh, Wilson received a platelet-rich plasma injection, which will look to relieve discomfort in his throwing shoulder. Now, Wilson is reportedly dealing with a strained latissimus dorsi. Yeah which is an injury more commonly seen in baseball players and one that typically is not treated with an injection. As the NFL Network noted, it's a similar injury slash procedure that Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott dealt with in training camp last year. 
This according to Yahoo. Yahoo. Unlike Prescott, who did not throw for nearly a month last August, Jones reports that Wilson intends to keep playing when Denver returns from its mini-buy when they take on the Chargers this Sunday, or this Monday, pardon me. So Denver going from a Thursday to a Monday, super extra rest. Wilson reportedly hoping that the injection, along with around-the-clock treatment from his personal medical team, will speed up the recovery process. You think that's an injury, or you think that's just his ego bruised? What do you think? Oh, I think it's a bit of both. Okay. <laughs> oh, I think, it's an e- I think it's an injury. I mean, he just doesn't look right. Doesn't look right at all. Chargers, we mentioned they, they beat the Browns 30-28. to 28. Justin Herbert, 22 of 34 for 228. One touchdown, no pick, sack once. 13 straight wins for the Chargers. When Herbert does not throw a pick, Austin Eckler, 16 for 173 on the ground and a touchdown, four catches for 26 and a touchdown. Mike Williams, 10 catches for 134. Fourth and two at the Cleveland, 28 with 8.56 left in the first quarter. They were down seven to nothing. They went for it. The Chargers did. Herbert to Williams, pass broken up. Then, of course, the Browns, as we talked about, went for it on fourth down in their own territory. That came back to haunt them, uh, giving the Chargers a field goal, short field goal try. That put the Chargers up six at the time, 27 to 21. But anyway, the bottom line, and let's get to it. Once again, fourth and long, and fourth and a long one. Some people called it fourth and two, but it's fourth and a long one at their own 46. 114 left in the game. Browns have no timeouts. The Chargers are up 30 to 28, and Brandon Staley decides to go for it. Herbert, incomplete pass intended for Williams, a slant pattern. Keenan Allen, as we mentioned, tweeting WTF. <laughs> Six plays later, Cleveland, with no timeouts, only could get 10 yards further. And Cade York, who's usually Mr. Reliable, missed a 53-yarder, and the Chargers win 30-28. to Brandon Staley gets completely bailed out. Now, I have on this show been one of Staley's sort of defenders. I have, I have said, you know what? He's going to learn this offseason. It's why it informed a lot of my Chargers bets. Kelly, you made some Chargers bets as well? Yep. I was like, he's going to learn... He's not going to be as risk-taking. He's going to have figured out a lot of his mistakes. Well, guess what? I'm dead wrong. Like, I couldn't be more wrong. Because that thing he did yesterday is indefensible. It's just absolutely reckless. And after the game, because in that situation, all they need is a field goal, the Browns, to win this game. You are giving them the ball on your side of the field. One first down, they should have won the game. They got lucky. He missed. Cade York. And here's what Brandon Staley said after the game. He defiantly defended his decision not to punt on fourth down with 114 remaining. Quote, we just wanted to finish the game with the ball, said Staley. We wanted to finish the game on our terms and really felt the slant to Mike would be the play call there. We liked it. We believe in our process and we believe in our players. We're willing to live with that decision. There was no way I'm taking our offense off the field. He has to say that there. He also went on to say how he trusts his defense. Your defense that gave up 30 to the Browns? Your defense that has sucked all year? Yeah, I I think he has to say that there, though, because he's dug himself in so deep at this point that he's going to go down. He's either going to win playing his way or he's going to go down playing his way. And right now it's looking like he's going to go down. Because I, I I don't know how you can live with this as an owner. We, You know, what, month after month, year after year, when you'd see a decision like this? Well, to Gil's point, though, he's supposed to learn. Supposed you know, to yeah, learn. Yeah, yeah. We believe in this. We be, Listen, a lot of times your beliefs get shaken by the results. And you're supposed to adjust. 
I mean, look at Bill Belichick when he started. Well, he was a defensive guru, right? Well, I mean, he wound up with Tom Brady, and you know, yeah. I mean, okay, he changed, he evolved along the way. By the way, the NFL is is littered with such examples. Brian Billick, offensive genius, his defense took him yeah. to the Super Bowl, right? But those are successful coaches. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, like you said, there's there's a lot of them. I, I want to like Staley too because I <laughs> right. think he's a s- smart guy and a lot. Of, I really but do. Sometimes I've said this before too. Sometimes your biggest asset can also be your biggest liability. You know, if you are that that smart, and I think his IQ is probably pretty high, but then you get entrenched in these certain thought patterns, and it's very difficult to break them. He needs to break them, or he's going to be looking for a job somewhere. Yeah. I, like I said, I want to like him, but but. So I I have some. I don't know if you guys have these texts. Also, somebody's about were like, I'd have fired him in the tunnel. <laughs> like seriously, like what are you doing? I mean, I, I think the Chargers got to start thinking that way at some point. You know, at, I mean, you know, down the road, uh, but here, but it's. I don't know. I'm just concerned this guy's not. He's just not going to change his way because of what you just said, Chris. I think it's the he thinks he's smarter than everybody else when it yeah. comes to this, and it's the way it should be done. To to the point that we're making earlier, though. Take the Chargers. Take the Cardinals. Maybe you have a team that you'd like to throw into this. There are so many teams in this league where you have no idea what you're getting from week to week. And I think the Chargers and the Cardinals are like, the Cardinals for me are like exhibit A of that. Yeah. But that that's this is also a reflection of how difficult this league is to uh, to handicap. What, what do you like the best then? By the way, you, have, you haven't given me a number yet. Oh, I had Chargers, I'm sorry, Chargers minus five and a half. I put it in no man's land. Uh, my numbers come to six and a half, but it's six pretty much everywhere. I'm going to open with the six. I, you know, I don't want. I don't want to trust either one of these teams myself. I'll see what the public wants to do with it. I think six is fine, but my numbers come to six and a half, so skew uh, just a shade higher. Higher. So, so I, I think I like Cincinnati the best. I got Cincinnati and the Bears. Oh man, <laughs> I guess you're right. I love the Bears. Who I, says that? And here's the thing. Now I'm going to go down with this. This also. So I'm I'm chronically low on the Buccaneers. Week to week, and I'm chronically high on the Colts. I yeah. think I like the Colts against Jacksonville. By the way, the Colts, and I told you my numbers came to two. It's gone to two pretty much everywhere. I even see a two and a half. Uh, the Packer number, the seven and a half, so pretty much disappeared. There, you can get some seven and a half with some added juice. Come on, on down, come on down towards me. Yeah, I think so. I'm gonna I'm gonna wind up opening seven there, even though I made it higher. Like I said at the beginning, my number was off. I need to adjust my my Packers power rating. Yeah. Kelly, what do you like the best? I don't know what I like the best. I did make a bunch of bets yesterday, though. I had to bet Browns two and a half. We'll, we'll try to get in front of that number. Bet Vikings three uh, just to get, you know, don't know what's going to happen with that Dolphins number, but wanted to bet in there at least at three. And then I bet a couple totals, too. The Commanders, Bears, under, and uh, teaser, Bucks, and Jags. Adelphos Moo, available at Amazon, also at Book Locker. Thank you, Chrissy. Thank you. Kelly, appreciate it. Kevin Kev in the corner. Kevin Kevy, safe, tri- uh, safe travels back home. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.